We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello, friends. Welcome to the unnamed Dallas basketball podcast. After dark. <laughs> this is Kirk Henderson and Josh Bowe joining you at 1230 on Saturday morning after the Dallas Mavericks just defeated the Los Angeles Lakers in a thrilling, like like literally thrilling basketball game. 111-110. How are you, Josh? I'm doing pretty good. Um, this was an, another added to the list of just hilarious Dallas Mavericks games. I mean, this is feel it feels like just about every other game is something like this just or every game. Well, they've not, they, they've really not hit game winners this year. So no, this was their first one. So, so a couple of things off the top first, our <laughs> podcast as is, is still appearing in your feeds, but there is a generic name and a generic photo, which will be changed by Monday evening when we take full, ownership of it uh we'll be moving somewhere else we have a name picked out but we don't want to do all that until it's all done you will still be getting your podcast you don't have to do anything other than continue to hopefully tell your friends and listen as you can we really appreciate your support uh as far as the game went you know Kyrie Irving played for the first time in three games Tim Hardaway suited up Christian Woods suited up I have no idea about Marquise Morris Marquise Morris but the the injury report had been pretty bad we knew Luca was going to be out so this, it's not that this was a must win because every game at this point feels like a must win. It's, yeah. it's just the margin of error grows ever thinner. And the Mavericks came out in this game and really just shot the hell out of the basketball. Um, and honestly, I went, I wrote this in my recap. I don't think you've even had a chance to edit this yet, but here, here, let me read this to you. The Lakers had 54 points in the paint to 42 for Dallas. L.A. had 54 team rebounds to 41 for Dallas. Los Angeles had 30 free throw attempts to just 19 for Dallas. The Mavericks were called for 26 fouls to just 18 for the Lakers. But Dallas scored 48 points from three and the Lakers just 15. 
They won because of shot making. Plain and simple. There's there's three point variance is the ultimate thing in this game. Now that takes that's nothing to take away from what the Mavericks did. It's just they got their asses kicked everywhere and it really didn't matter. That's kind of what I'm trying to get across. That's that's this team's party trick, right? Like that's how they win games. They make threes. Um you wanna know something crazier about that three point discrepancy, Kirk? Um, the Mavericks only made one corner three. Wow. They were were 15 of 29 on above the break threes. And you don't even need to add that up to know that that is a wildly above league average number. That is crazy. I wasn't looking at very much stuff. Yeah. So it's not like the Mavericks were like slicing and dicing and get like getting a bunch of easy, like the Lakers were pretty much, you know, defensively for the most part. Okay with, you know, I mean, most teams are going to be okay with allowing, you know, above the break threes compared to corner threes. You usually you rotate to the corner, you know, yeah. you know, and then you let, you know, you let these guys shoot a shot that's like a 35% league average. I'm looking at it. And with the Mavs, you know, they're, you know, the role players are especially, but, you know, like Maxi and Bullock, those are corner guys. But, yep. man, tonight, you know, Kyrie was amazing. Um, and I get, you know, let's talk about those two right right off the top because Kyrie Irving yeah. was magic uh he had there's a lot of th- like points in this game where I I wouldn't have blamed him had he let certain things get to him I mean he had five fouls including some that did not compared to some of the things that the Lakers were doing physically I thought were kind of ridiculous mm-hmm. uh and then he just kept coming I mean Really efficient from the floor, hit a lot. It's just he had his his two turnovers. I don't think came until the fourth quarter. I mean, they, they were he was so good today, and particularly after coming off of a, a, a foot injury, which you and I talked about. You know, which probably still exists. Like he's probably he thirty nine minutes. <laughs> yeah, kid made a comment before the game that they were going to try to keep him under forty, and I read it, and I could not tell if that was a joke or not, but. <laughs> It seems to have been the truth. Like they, I mean, they, they, the Mavericks basically decided they had to win this game as, as they, they should did. Have. Yeah. They yeah. Did. Uh, this was like a classic uh, pre trade, like basically swap Luca for Kyrie. And like this feels like a game we've seen like a thousand times. Like, cause Kyrie, I mean, Kyrie was everything. Like when he wasn't on the floor, they weren't really doing, like, I mean, he was the offense. He, you know, he only had six assists, but his presence on the floor basically, made everything go. Um, yeah. I, I, it was, I want to say it's, it, you know, I, I'm not trying to downplay it, but it really was like, like we've been watching Luka Doncic drag rosters to, across the finish line so many times that it was pretty crazy to see Luka in street clothes and the Mavericks still have a player that could, that could do that. Like, you know, that's, again, that's why I wrote the column that I wrote. Like, <laughs> There are so many problems with this team, but when you have two legitimate all-stars and when you have two, like not just all-stars, but you have two, like, like, let's be real. If Kyrie played the way he, like if he was in Dallas all season and he played the way he's playing, he would be all NBA contention. So they have two all NBA caliber players right now. And that patches over a lot that patches over, you know, Josh Green missing all his threes that patches over, uh, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. kind of ha- having one of his rougher nights in a while. It patches over, uh, you know, whatever you want to do, you know, the rim defense just not being there. Uh, it's 
it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. We yeah, haven't had I mean, that it's, it's just nice because there, there's number one, the, the fact that the Mavericks haven't had any game winning shots this year with some of the <laughs> things we've seen Luca do the previous four years is nuts. Um, there, there have been some real opportunities that they've just, they just haven't hit. And sometimes you wonder if it's like, is it cursed or things going to swing their way? I mean, this one feels good for a variety of reasons. Number one, they bumped up to six in the West. Number two is that Spurs game left a disgusting taste in my mouth. I was just not happy about it. I, I, Mm -hmm. I understand what was working against the Mavericks, but it wasn't fun. And this was fun because I, I, a lot of my timeline was lit up with talk about how the Mavericks were getting hosed on fouls. And I'm normally a pretty big rest guy. I, I just, I cannot help it. I didn't really see anything that pissed me off. I thought the Mavericks got bullied. And if you're going to, if, if, if you don't respond to getting bullied in the paint, the refs are not going to give you certain things. Like there was a, Kyrie Irving blocked shot by AD where I felt like AD hammered him at the top of his shot and it was not a verticality play and the refs just didn't give it to the Mavericks because they hadn't been giving that sort of thing to them. And then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, the Mavericks really started driving or Kyrie in specific and then they're getting calls. I mean, just lots of made free throws. It was the, the free throw disparity closed quite a bit in that fourth quarter because of um, bonus situations. And I'm just, I'm glad we're not, you know, having to focus on things like that. This was, it was a game that, you know, you look ahead at the schedule. They play Memphis on Monday, who's beaten them twice in a row. And, you know, you hope Luca's back. But uh, it's Jaws just, probably going to be back for that game. Maybe, maybe hope, he can be, he so. can he can be available for that game. I don't know. Yeah, I hope so. Playing. Just for the sheer fact that Jaws only beat Luca one time, so yeah. I, I'm I'm I, I'm very looking forward to pushing that agenda. But you know, had they lost this game, I think no one would have really like we would have been annoyed. But we would have been annoyed in the same way that we've been annoyed about some of these losses the past ten to twelve games because it, it puts a focus on the earlier miscues, not near as much as like oh well they lost this game because they played bad. It's like no, this team has a specific path to win, and when things don't go their way, it feels like they can't do anything right. And this was just a, a nice way to see them sort of, you know, it's it's I don't want to call it a bullshit win. But sometimes you just need things to go your way that haven't been. Yeah, I mean, they're down nine to the Spurs on Wednesday. They're down four with seven seconds left in this game. Like, that should be two L's. Like, that you, you know, that's just, you know, it's the com. That's those scenarios typically equal losses in the NBA. And if if they lost these last two games, like, the season's over. Like, they're, it's not like, hey, can they get out of the play in? It's, hey, can they, can they be in the play-in? Like that's yes. the, that's the conversation we're having. And if they miss the playoffs entirely, that's like I don't know if you know. I'm not saying like coaches get fired, but like I'm just happen. not ready to talk about that sort yeah, of thing. That, like that, I yeah. I bag on the Mavericks a significant amount, but these last five to six games, it's been a reminder of how not fun losing really is. Even though the Mavericks have been actually pretty bad since the uh, I, I did something the other game. I want to stay there. They're like well since since the seven game win streak where they're something oh, yeah. like fourteen in twenty two for no not anymore they're they're like fourteen and twenty since then I think since the the rollover at the calendar they've not they 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 didn't really improve and and they're playing basically under five hundred basketball for a long time 
but these lo- some of these recent losses have been pretty brutal. So you know, getting two in a row is 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 significant. It it, just, it matters. Yeah, for sure. And <laughs> we haven't really talked about the ending yet. You want to talk about <laughs> talk about the final play of the game? I, I don't. Well, I mean, the two final plays of the game, like Anthony Davis fouls Maxi Kleba uh, off of a pass. So from... Crazy. Yeah, like Anthony Davis is such a wimp. Like just such a weenie. He's so good, but he doesn't exert his will near enough. And Stu Lance, because I had the NBA broadcast, Stu Lance, the the Lakers uh, color guy, was like, "Why are you jumping at him at that angle to run into him?" He was like lambasting AB, AD because AD, you know, and Maxi top of the key three, great shot, great pass to get him the shot. And then you know, I didn't realize this. Maxi's shooting fifty eight percent from the line this year. You <laughs> he re- can, he, and he rarely gets there. Do you remember at one point, this is three, four seasons ago, but he was like a 90 plus percent free throw shooter on the season, real small sample size, like 55 total shots or something, but he just didn't miss. And now he just, it's like, so he went in line. It's like, okay, well, you know, the Mavericks are down, the Mavericks are down four. You know, if he, he hits two of them, maybe something happens. Instead, he hits all three, goes one, eight, one, oh, eight, one, oh, nine. Lakers are up. They foul Anthony Davis with seven seconds left. He misses one, the front end of a, of a two shot situation makes a second one and then kid uh just trolls the bejesus out of dude, the internet dude if they with, lose this game like well <laughs> that, did uh that bullshit. well because theo they 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 ran a they went out there on the floor with a look with a timeout to spare and theo penson was the guy inbounding the ball and the lakers commentators were like what is happening this guy hasn't played why is he there and then kid calls a timeout and he wasn't on the floor because he doesn't, ha- or was he? Was he on the floor for the final shot? Yes, Pinson inbounded again. He inbounded again. Okay, because I, had, I, yes. I mean, I was like furiously rewriting. There was so much going on, yeah. um, and so Pinson's in the game. It just, you know, it, it Kyrie draws too hard. Like not even a, it's not even a soft attempt because there's seven six point one. Yeah, there's left. no, there's no time left. Like you might as well. Like that's and the right play by the Lakers. He, <laughs> he drives hard, going right. And passes the ball to Maxi with 1.4 seconds left. That's when the ball leaves Kyrie's hands. Yeah. <laughs> Hits him it, exactly in the pocket on the left wing. Just yeah. a beautiful pinpoint pass. Like if that passes off, I don't know if Kyrie if if Maxi no, gets no. the shot. If it's anything other than what it was, he doesn't get the shot off. Maxi. And so then Maxi just, you know, gets his his very pretty standing three-point shot. And it just, it goes down and you just see the Lakers go, ah. Oh. <laughs> and, and also like, you know, the Kyrie pass, but like, have you ever seen Maxi shoot a three-pointer in 0.3 seconds, which is what he did no. basically? <laughs> he got the ball with 0.5 and I think there was 0.2 left when he left his hands. Just um, really something. Like when Kyrie passed the ball, I don't know what you were thinking because I know you had recap craziness, but when the ball left Kyrie's hands, I went, Oh, well, that's game over. And it wasn't yeah. because like I thought Kyrie threw a bad pass. I I was like, oh, there's just there's no time left. Like, even if it gets like if it gets there, he's not gonna like Maxi has a very slow shot. Like he's just not gonna get it off in time. And yeah. he did. Like it's uh, if you replay that scenario like a hundred times, like 95 of them end in like a crazy bricked missed shot at the buzzer, or there's no shot. Like I, I can't emphasize enough how absurd both the pass was and the the shot release, the timing of like the quickness of the shot release. That is just like, 
that is a reminder that these guys are like crazy like like professional basketball players oh, yeah. just like on an, i'm like, watching i'm watching the shot human. now and you're right because he just Dude. he always has a bit of a like a trebuchet yeah. load up yeah. and that's fine because he's wide ass open yeah he's oh, never man. been the guy that takes like quick shots he's never running off screens or like he's always taking those spot up wide open shots like that was yeah. crazy um just yeah just unbelievable and it's it's one of those things the like offensive yeah. is at plus three with zero on yeah, that's, that's his only <laughs> possession. Um, yeah, it was, it, it, there's a lot we could talk about. I mean, it they, was they blew lead. a nine point lead basically. I mean, they had a nine point lead to but start see, the fourth quarter. And, and I'm not sure if you, I'm pretty tough on these guys. I don't know if you blow it if you like yeah. they gave up five fouls in the first four minutes and when that of, of the fourth quarter and then when that happened. And just with the way the game was getting called, I, I was I was just ready for the game to be over with for the Mavericks side of things because things that you know when things start going home, south home for Dallas, team. they go really far. Yeah, and this is not a team that responds on the road, by the way. Um, yeah, this was only their 14th road win. They're now 14 to 21. Like they they do not. Hand, this is two road games in a row that they've battled adversity in the fourth quarter and won. Um. Another thing that is just blowing my mind, uh, D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley, the Lakers starting backcourt, combined 0 of 9 from 3. Um, Russell shooting 41% from 3 with the Lakers this season, Beasley shooting 35%. Um, If you're a Mavericks fan and you don't watch a lot of other NBA games, you probably think D'Angelo Russell is like the worst player in the NBA because, Uh Kirk, in the two games Russell played against Dallas when he was with the Wolves, he shot... (laughs) 30% 30% from the floor and 7% from three. Remarkable. That was going into this game, and he went 0 of 6 from three. So that went, that number went down. Uh, like the three worst games D'Angelo Russell has played this season have all competed against the Mavericks. Mavericks. It's just, and that's like, because they're not guard, you know, like it's not like, oh, well, they've got a guy that's like, like it's not, like basketball is just crazy. There's just, it's, like jump shots aren't perfect. It's just it, these guys aren't robots. Like it just goes to show that like we can we can make as many predictions and we can analyze as much as we want, but sometimes things just happen because sports are weird. All well, bounces three point, in a weird direction. You know what do you know? What do you what's like, going to happen? Two games ago against the Pelicans, the Lakers hit eighteen three pointers. Yes. <laughs> okay, Five. that's fifty four <laughs> points, team. For anybody that can do math, and it, it's just I I had this thought. Two day, two games ago, I was like, they're not going to shoot. I was like, they're they're just the way teams go because we we see this happen in the Mavericks where they go like four of twenty five, and it's like, Maybe. what is happening? Like the three point variance is really nuts. And if things were to go sideways over these last ten games, ten to twelve games, if like somebody, if teams, because the, the Mavericks, like just quite simply, I'm not taking anything away from the wins at all. But the last several weeks, the Mavericks have had unbelievable three-point shooting luck from a, on a defensive point of view like teams cannot hit against them yeah we don't right? have you're right i don't have the numbers updated for this game yet but last 10 games the mavericks are shooting 40 percent from three on 42 attempts per game uh which is absurd like that's really 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 good and their opponents in those 10 games uh i don't i don't think i have that number uh off the top of my head. Sure. That's fine. I was yeah, just but, thinking about it out loud. Right. It's just crazy. 
Yeah. Well, you know, there's there's some other like box score oddities. Like Christian Wood couldn't hit the broadside of a barn tonight and yet also had eight assists and four steals. Um, really, you know, interesting performance from him over 34 minutes. Obviously finished a plus four. Um, the only guy that really was pretty brutal on the plus minus tonight was was Maxi Kleba, which is hilarious because he hit the game winner. Um, you know, it's it's this team has shortcomings. You know, you, you get lucky with your Davis Bertans, eight minutes scoring six points, just stealing stuff for the Dallas Mavericks while he's in because it's like AD was just trying to go to go to work whenever. There's at one point there's a a weird lineup with like like uh Bertans like playing three at one point, which is just this is hilarious. Like this team just doesn't have a ton of, of options and they need things to go right. And it was it was one of those games. I got that number. Entering tonight, opponents in the last ten games are shooting thirty-four point four percent from three against the. Bulls. That's crazy. That's the sixth best mark in the last ten, and that number is going way down. <laughs> you know, the number's dropping again, uh, again tonight. So. Sure. And that's like you know, there's nothing like how many people that we know we talk to like. There's you can control the attempts, and the Mavericks do a pretty decent job controlling the attempts, but like the percentage is like. Data, you know, it shows that that's kind of luck. Like, there's not yep. much you, know, you can do there. Um, Though the Mavs do do a good job of limiting corner three somehow. Yep, they do. I don't really get how. Lakers only do. had four tonight, four yeah. attempts. So, yeah. Um, I would only say, you know, you're talking about like how they kind of have to the, the mash units that they have to play. I feel like the last two games, I don't have too many um, rotation complaints uh you know christian would play 34 minutes they basically played two bigs a, lot, a ton of the game which was nice green played more than really you work. know green yeah i know green played more than justin holiday you know theo didn't play until in, in the game green had know. some green had some boneheaded stuff going on yeah yeah he kind of returned to earth again it's it's one of those things they really That's need to fine. figure out how to get green yeah. playing one of these crazy games when Kyrie, like Kyrie and luke are on the floor yep. seems like when one of those guys are on the floor he kind of loses a bit of his aggressiveness, uh, which yeah. is understandable. You don't have the ball in his hands as much. But I'm just saying, like, you know, the team is still in a weird spot with the rotation, but I don't really see any, any like, like if they would have lost this game, I wouldn't have, the thing I wouldn't have been criticizing was like, well, kid was playing this lineup. Like, I didn't really see any of that kind of no, stuff. No, I didn't see any. Like, if they lost this game, I was prepared to come in here and say this is a 50-50 game where yeah, right. the three, I had a whole section written out <laughs> on how the three-point variance actually made this game feel a lot closer than it was because the Mavericks got the shit kicked out of them everywhere else. Yeah, if the Lakers shoot average from three, they win by like 10 points. Yeah, I mean, they hit one more three. They hit <laughs> one more three. This game they're, is over. They're 5 of you know? 20, and they're two I mean, two of their best three-point shooters. I just can't. The thing that I, like, that I can't fathom is like, like – I am not an Anthony Davis guy. I understand he was an all-NBA center for a while, but, like, he just – he should have creeped he was invisible the Mavericks, for a and he's game. why they lost. Yeah. He oh, didn't yeah. turn it on. Like, he finished with a pretty decent game, but there were stretches, especially in the first half. Yep. He had uh, five shots in the first in the first half. What are yeah. you doing? Yeah. Some Shoot. of that's his teammates, but, man, yeah. that's that's tough. Okay, well, we always do the Let's thing. Go. We talk yeah, longer no, on it, too. I'm going to go do the, the live show again. Don't worry about the feed. Just keep coming. Hang out with us. We'll announce more when we know more. We have some things that I want to try. Hopefully, we get to try them before the playoffs. But 
we uh real life is a bitch because somehow it's one in the morning and you and i've both been up since about 5 30 so um <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna go here thanks so much for hanging out with us and uh check back in with us on monday night with our hopefully then new name podcast everybody be good and go mavs the headlines remind us daily the world is a dangerous place the elites in charge say everything's fine stop noticing but you know better and your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com